0: 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yeah? Well, who is it, his wife? Do they live there? Well, can't somebody stop him from beating her up? What's the address there? Yeah. Yeah. You are in the muster room at the 21st Precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room at the 21st Precinct. All right. I'll send the officers right over there. Yeah, don't worry about it. They'll be right there.
1: 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their persons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st Precinct.
0: The 21st. One hundred and sixty patrolmen, eleven sergeants, and four lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly, Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. I was working my night tour... 4 p.m. to 8 a.m. After midnight, 33 patrolmen were assigned to regular posts, which they walked on foot. Ten others were assigned as operators and recorders in the precinct five sector cars. These men were under the direct supervision of three sergeants. Sergeant Tinney on telephone switchboard duty in the station house, Sergeant Rosen on foot in congested districts, and Sergeant Waters on radio motor patrol in a sergeant's car operated by patrolman Mercado. The sergeants were directly responsible to lieutenant gorman the desk officer on the job one of the functions of the sergeant on radio motor patrol is to respond to every call within the confines of the precinct broadcast by the manhattan communications bureau the reason for this is twofold to provide adequate supervision at the scene of an occurrence and to ensure the immediate response of sufficient manpower in the event the occurrence is of a more serious nature than the original call to the police indicated at 8.05 p.m., a radio call was broadcast for sector car number three, a disturbance in the hallway at 762 East 74th Street, a four-story old law tenement. As sometimes happens, the sergeant's car was closer to the scene and the first to arrive in the block. Next to the end of the block down there. Yes, sir. Well, it doesn't look like there's much to it, sir supposed
1: to be inside the hall. Okay. Let's go. Yes, sir. I don't see anything. Come on. Nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: Did you call the cops, lady? Yes, it was me. What's the trouble? Him, the crazy one, third floor to the rear. Yeah? He was beating her and kicking her and pulling her up the stairs. Who? His wife, the poor thing.
0: It's all quiet now. They must have settled it.
2: Oh, he probably settled it by killing her. That's how he settled it. He's crazy. He's crazy enough to kill her. What's their name? Gerard. Mr. and Mrs. Gerard. He never seen anything like the way he beats up that poor woman. Did any of the other neighbors hear this? Oh, I don't know whether they did or not. I don't know whether they care, even. All I know is that I'm tired of it, sick and tired of it. He comes home crazy and beats her to an inch of her life. Tonight in the hall. Bad enough in their own flat, but tonight you has to do it in the
1: hall. There's only one flat in the rear on the third floor?
2: Yes, that's all. Just one apartment. He ought to be locked up for good, that man. Or better, sent back to the insane asylum. That's where he belongs. Was he there? Well, I wouldn't say a thing like that if he wasn't. Oh, he's that way all right. He don't like my cat. I think he poisoned one once. I think he poisoned Cynthia. I'd swear it was him.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems to have quieted now, no, but we'll go up and talk to
2: him. Ask him if he didn't poison Cynthia. I bet he denies it. I guess he does.
0: What's your name, Lady? N-
2: Mrs. Esher. Mrs. Helen Asher. Esher. E S H E R. He had no business poisoning Cynthia. No business at all. All
0: right, Mrs. Esher. You get back inside and we'll we'll take care of it.
2: You send him back that to that insane to him now. That's where he belongs. You send him back there.
0: All right, just close the door. We'll see you in a minute.
2: I will, but don't you forget. You too, young man.
0: We won't forget. All right, if you promise. Okay. Well, it's going to be a great debate. Who's the psycho in this case, Sergeant? Yeah. Put your light on the mailbox there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's got the right name. Gerard. Third floor real.
1: <sighs> Let's see what they have to say. So you know something, Sergeant? I don't think that cat was poisoned at all. I think it committed suicide. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe you've got a point. Sergeant! Mm. Who is it? Calling the Sergeant. All right. Doesn't look like there's anything much to it. Stay down there.
1: Yes, sir. Come on. Yes, sir. Oh, watch those holder those skates. Well, that's a good way to get your neck broken. Kiss leaving skates in a dark hall. Yeah. baby carriages are bad enough, but at least you can't miss seeing a baby carriage. That's it, I guess. Here, sir. Well, it's quiet in there. Yeah. Well, that Mrs. Usher's probably got an oversized imagination. Oh, there's someone. Who is it?
0: Mr. Gerard? Yes? We're police officers. We want to talk to you. About what? I can't yell in the hall. Open the door. No, I'm not going to open the door. Now, listen. There's a complaint you were causing a disturbance in the hall. We want to get it straightened out. Open the door. You better go away and leave me alone. Where's your wife? Is she in there? Just go away, will you please? Is your wife in there with you? I'm warning you now, go away. Look, Mr. Gerard. Go away. <laughs> get out. I'm telling you. Man. Stay against the wall. Sergeant. Come on up here, Coley. Leave Meister there. Yes, sir. I want you to go away. Go away. Right now. Mr. Makado. You've got to go away. Yes, sir. Go on downstairs and ring in. Tell him we got a psycho with a gun here. Yes, sir. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, sir? Send Mike through the basement or around the building to get into the rear courtyard. I want to make sure this guy doesn't go out the window back there. I'll get going. OK, sergeant. Mr. Gerard. You better go away. I mean it. Was well, that my best. there? Yeah, it sure was. What do you say about coming out here and talking, Mr. Gerard? Oh, no. Nothing doing. What do we got, Sergeant? Stay close to the wall. Yes, sir. Hold it there. Thanks. I warned you to go away. I warned you. What's the trouble, sir? I think it's in his head. That's where the trouble is. The neighbor downstairs said he was beating up his wife in the hall. She called in. We knocked on the door and he's been shooting through it. Now, listen. I think his wife's in there and I don't want to hurt her. Yes, sir. I want you to go up to the roof and come down the fire escape. Don't go near the window. I just want you to sit there and see that he doesn't go out that way. Okay, Sergeant. Stay away from that window until we find out what's with the wife. i get it. i get going. Adjust it tight there. Yes, sir. Mr. Gerard. Are you still there? I told you to leave. Why don't you open the door and talk to me? Get away from the door. Don't you touch it. I'm not touching it. Is your wife in there with you? She's no better than you are. The torture does is to make me trouble. She makes me trouble from the minute I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Well, sometimes wives can be like that. It's not only sometimes. She's like that all the time. All the time! You don't know what I go through. You don't have any idea. She makes me so mad. I just feel like killing her. Just like killing her. Now, look, Mr. Gerard. It's not going to get you any place talking like that.
2: What's going on?
0: up there. Who is that? Police officers, lady. Shut your door and stay inside your
2: flat.
0: What? Shut your door and stay inside your flat. This is the police. Oh, all right. Who is that? A neighbor. just as bad as anybody. Those neighbors don't give you a minute's peace. Not a minute's peace. And they're always taking her side. I don't like them to take her side. What's between a wife and a husband is their affair? Yeah, I think so. You've got to make them respect you. Because if they don't respect you, you're just like straight under their feet. I wouldn't go that far, Mr. Gerard. Sometimes neighbors are good to have. I'm not talking about neighbors. I'm talking about wives. My wife. You've got to make them respect you. Well, look. Supposing I come in and we'll talk it over. No. I don't want to talk it over. Come on now, open the door. Get away from there. I don't want to have to kill you. Open up and we'll talk it over. I'm warning you. Come on. You can't say I didn't warn you. No, I I can't say that. And it won't do you any good to count the shots I fire either because I've got a pocket full of bullets and the gun is always loaded. And they're going to run out of bullets. You can put that down in your book. What's your wife doing, Mr. Gerard? What? What's your wife doing? That's none of your business. Is she in there? Of course she's in there. What you think she'd be? Sergeant? Who oh, is it? My father, Sergeant. I in. You want me up there? Hold yourself down there at the front door. Keep the people out of the hall. Okay, Sergeant? Who are you talking to? Another police officer. Oh. Is your wife close to you there? She's right here, yes. Right here in the living room. I'd like to talk to her. No. I couldn't let you do that. Why not? I couldn't let you do it, that's all. I'm sorry about all this. I don't like to cause anyone trouble. All you gotta do is open the door. But I, I guess I've got a good excuse. I was in the state hospital, you know. Oh, were you? That's for people who are sick. A person can have a sick mind. Just as he can have a sick heart or a sick lung. He's ill, and and he and he can get better. Did you know that? Yeah, I know it. But that's exactly what the doctor told me, and I, I'm glad you realize it. Not, not many people realize that. I want to talk to your wife, Mister Gerard. Why do you want to talk to her? I just wanted to tell her not to worry. I want to tell her that you won't hurt her anymore. What? I want you to promise me you won't hurt her anymore. I promise you. i give you my word of honor. All right. Now, how about opening the door? No, I couldn't do that. And don't you try it either. I warned you before, and I'm warning you again. I won't try it. You better not. You want to know what's good for you? The only thing is I'm worried about your wife. You don't have to worry about her. I killed her. Uh, a minute ago, you said she was right there. But she is right here, right here where I killed her. Uh, you wouldn't do a thing like that, Mr. Gerard. I did it. I just couldn't stand it in another minute. She could have realized that I have feelings, too. After all, she can't take me like that. Somebody's got to respect you or, or your amount for nothing in this world, nothing at all. And they try to make you dig, dig under their feet. And I'm tired of all that. That comes a day when a man has got to assert himself. Yeah, Mr. Gerard. And this is sure your day.
1: You are listening to 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way police work in the world's largest city. Now back to 21st Precinct and Captain Tinelli
0: within a few minutes a radio motor patrol car from the adjoining sector detectives and an emergency service car equipped with tools and tear gas responded to the scene men were placed on every floor of the building on the roof on the fire escape and in the rear courtyard all on the instructions of lieutenant matt king commanding officer of the 21st detective squad when the second call went out over the radio i was in the office of a public dance hall on york avenue Discussing with the manager complaints of rowdiness we had received concerning some of his patrons. The call was heard by Patrolman Farrell, who was waiting downstairs in the car. He came into the manager's office and gave me the information. I rang into the station house, and after Lieutenant Gorman, the desk officer, gave me whatever information he had, we made the run. There were now six department vehicles on the scene, and the sidewalk was crowded with curious civilians. Three men were on the job keeping the crowd moving as I walked into the building where Patrolman Mercado was posted at the door. Hello, Captain.
1: Mercado? Where's Lieutenant King? Upstairs? No, sir, he's down here in that flat back there. He's talking to the woman who called in with the original complaint. Okay. Oh,
0: uh... Yes, sir. What about the wife? Well, the man keeps saying he killed her. All right. Is
2: uh, that where Lieutenant King is? Yes,
0: sir. What
2: What's about, there, Captain? About three or four years. I couldn't say exactly.
0: Matt? Hello, Captain.
2: The landlord would know how long they've been here, or oh, the super. This is Mrs. Helen Escher, Captain Kennelly. Miss
0: How do you do? Miss Escher, you know for a fact that he's been a patient in a mental institution?
2: Well, his wife told me herself, poor oh, soul. Where's he worked? Do you know that? I think it's down in Wall Street, someplace, for an insurance company. He doesn't have much of a job, a little clerk or something like that. He was the one that brought in most of the money. He was always taking time off and being sick and things like that, hanging out at the bar and grill down at the corner there. I knew something like this was going to happen. I could just feel it. No matter what he did to her, the coolest thing even, she would brush it off and go right on being civil to him. His sickness, she said. Well, you see what loyalty got her, don't you? Yeah, not much. I'm telling you, he was beating her within an inch of her life on the stairs. I just couldn't stand by and see her take it like that. I just had to call the police once and for all.
0: All right, Miss Fletcher. Thank you.
2: You really think he murdered her in cold blood like that? He
0: says he did. Oh,
2: man. He should have been put away long ago. Long ago. That's what she gets for trying to be loyal. I told her. She can't say I didn't tell her. Well, we better
0: see what we can do about
2: him. You be careful now. Don't let him kill
0: you, too. Don't try not to. Okay, Captain. Yeah. Glad to have met you. Thank you. All right, you two come with us. You stay down here. All right, sir. Mm-hmm. How many shots has he fired, Matt? Four, Captain. Ricardo. Yes, sir. He's upstairs with us. Yes, sir. He fired four shots. He told Sergeant Waters he had a pocket full of ammunition. Did he shoot his wife? We well, don't know how he killed her, if he did. Machado and Sergeant Waters were here within two minutes after the call was put out. Oh, I see. Hello, Captain. Yes. Gail, Bender, Hello. Next door, Captain. The couple was in their flat already. Sergeant Ward has heard no shot. I don't want anybody hurt over this, man. I think we can take him without anybody getting hurt. Good. That's it. First door up there. Stay close to the wall, Captain. Hello, Sergeant. You men hold it there. Okay, Lieutenant. You've been talking to him, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Think he wants to come out now? Give him no sign of it. Uh, Mr. Gerard. Mr. Gerard. What have you got out there? More policemen? Look, Mr. Gerard. And you've got policemen on the fire escape, too. You're making a big mistake, you know. You're forcing me to kill someone else. I don't want to kill anyone else. It's going to be your fault. Everything's going to be your fault. Well, how about unlocking this door and coming out? Then no one else will get hurt. You know I'm not going to do that. You have to do it if you want to get your wife to the hospital. I didn't say I wanted anything like that. My wife is dead. No use taking you to the hospital. You better go away. Leave me alone. Captain. Yeah. You wasn't kidding. I see all four shots came through the door. Yeah, he meant it all right. Sergeant. Yes, sir. Come here a second. OK, Lieutenant. Keep your eye on the door, Mikado. Yes, sir. I'm getting a little impatient with this guy. Well, that's better than getting shot. Yes, it sure is. How much do you think it would take to kick that door in, Sergeant? Not much, Lieutenant. One good boot at the lock, unless he has an extra bolt on it or a chain. Well, yeah. what's he going to do while I'm kicking the door in? I was thinking about having the ESP men crack that window from the fire escape, dropping a gas shell in there. If he does any shooting, it'd be toward the fire escape. We could have the door open in the meantime. Sounds all right, Lieutenant. When he starts shooting, how am I supposed to know whether he's shooting toward the door or toward the window? No. What do you think about the wife? you think she's dead in there? He keeps saying she is. I believe him. Go up to the roof. Take a look at the situation on the fire escape, okay, Captain? Yeah, sure. Better get back on the door, Sergeant. If he talks, I want him to talk to you. Okay, Lieutenant. All right, Sergeant. All right, Captain. It can be a lot more trouble than a red-hot gunman. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about hurting a gunman, Matt. And you know you have to take a chance. That's the only way. Mm. That fellow's sure full of fight. Yeah, I guess he is. You mind keeping those people behind the doors? Yeah, Lieutenant. Yes, Tell me, uh, how long was he confined, Matt, you know? Best information we can get, he was up there nearly four years. Why'd they let him out? That's the first question I'm going to ask. Oh. Now watch it. Take a step down on the roof. Yeah. Back that way. The, uh, window of the room he's in opens onto the fire escape, huh? Hmm? Yes, sir. Well, maybe we'll be able to work it. I think so, Captain. Now watch it here. Yeah. I'll go for it. And You've, uh, got a blank brick wall facing this building. Wild shots won't hurt anyone. No. Who's down there? There's Coley, Toluca, and two emergency service men. Mm-hmm. Are you staying away from the window? Yes, sir. That's just a captain. Coley. Yes, sir. Come on up here a minute. Yes, sir. Have they been able to get a look into the room from the window, man? He's got the shade drawn down to the bottom. The window's locked. Oh, I see. only thing they can see is that there's a light on in there. Nothing else. Yes, sir. Well, Captain. Slowly. what's the situation? No change, Lieutenant. Hmm. All right, we're going to try something in a few minutes. Yes, sir. We're going to drop a couple of gas shells through the window. In the meantime, the front door will get kicked in. Okay, Lieutenant, fine. It's getting pretty cold out here. Here's how we're going to do it. One ESD man down there has a crowbar. The other one's got the tear gas. Yes, sir. All right, now we'll use the crowbar to knock out the window and drop the shell in. As soon as it takes effect, we'll hit the front door. Yes, sir. And I want everybody out here to stay undercover. You'll probably be shooting this way. Don't try to come in the window until you're sure he's under control. I don't want any dead heroes. Yes, sir. All right. Come on back down there, Chloe. Let you know when we're ready. Right, sir. I'll be here. Okay, Matt. You know, it works. Yeah. I think I ought to stay out here with these men. You handle the situation in the hall. Is that all right, Captain? Okay takes pretty close timing. Well, I think all you have to do is know we're set before you break the glass. I'll send a man up to pass the word, okay? Okay. All right, Matt, I'll see you. Captain. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Got to be fast. It will be. Okay. Down,
1: Macallo. ringing the house. Lieutenant uh, Gorman told me to tell you that Inspector McBride is on his way. Oh, and the PC has been notified.
0: It'll uh, probably be all over by the time they get here. Anything doing in there, Sergeant? I had a couple of words with him. That's all. Nothing new, Captain. Well, okay. Here's the story. Yes, sir. When they break the window on the fire escape and drop in a tear gas shell, we'll kick in the door. Okay? Yes, sir. I guess it's got to be okay. You think uh, right about at the lock ought to do the trick? Hmm? Yes, sir. That ought to do it. Unless, like I said, he's got a slide bolt with a chain on there, too. All on, You talk to him. See if he's still at the door. Yes, sir. Mr. Gerard. Mr. Gerard. What is it? Don't you think we've been out here long enough now? How about opening the door and talking to it? I'm talking to you, but this can go on all night, you know. Marcano. Yes, sir. We don't want to be. You go on up to the roof. Tell Lieutenant King we're set any time he's ready. Now what do you say? Yes, sir. Now how about it? We've been at this long enough, and so have you. No, not me. I'm going to stay here forever. Forever? That's a long time. I know it. I know it's an awful long time, but I'm going to stay here. Okay. So can we. That's your business. Get set, Sergeant. Yes, sir. I'm set. I'll wait for the glass. All you have to do is go away and leave me alone. I'm not bothering you. I don't bother anyone. No one at all. Just go away. That's all you have to do. There it goes. Get away from there. Hold it. Get away. I'll tell you! Not yet. Not yet. What are you doing? What's that? Oh. hold it, yeah. What are you doing to me? Get that out of here. <laughs> Get in the house. What are you doing? Oops. I Kick want not Here it again. All right. There he is, Radder. Let alone. All right. Get the gun. got it. Get the cuffs on him. Here. Come on. Give me that. Give me that one. Give me that hand. I've got it. Let me go. All right. That's good. That's good. Come on. Get him up. Come on. Get him up before. Let's Oh. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do it. Okay. that's good. You could have just let me alone. All I wanted was a little piece. That's all. Good I guess he's dead all right, Captain. Of course he's dead. That's what I've been telling you. Can't anyone believe me? Not even when I'm telling the truth. All right, Mr. Gerard. They don't believe me. And they don't respect me. Nobody. Nobody at all. What am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. You don't have to worry about what you're going to do, Mr. Gerard. It'll all be done for you. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yeah? How'd they break in? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's missing? Oh, yeah? Well, what's the name of the owner there? Oh, he does, huh? Is CB putting out a call on it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me know about that. Okay. I'll notify the detectives and let you know. Yeah. All right. And so it goes. Around the clock, through the week, every day, every year. The police precinct in the city of New York is a flesh-and-blood merry-go-round. Anyone can catch the brass ring,
1: or the brass ring can catch anyone. 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest city, is presented with the official cooperation of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, an organization of more than 20,000 members of the Police Department, City of New York. Everett Sloan in the role of Captain Kennelly, Ken Lynch as Lieutenant King, Harold Stone as Sergeant Waters. Featured in tonight's cast were Ethel Everett, Frank Moss, Bill Quinn, and Eric Dressler. Written and directed by Stanley Niss. Produced for CBS Radio by John Ives. Art Hanna speaking.